Wow, we're going to get right into it? Uh, we don't want to wait. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm Robin. I'm Stephanie. Season four. Season four. Senior year, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I just wanted to tell you, uh, only 150 episodes left. Uh... <laughs> it was like 230 before, right? Or something like that. So we, mm. we've gone through a lot. Well, so are we going to make our listeners suffer through the entire suit? Like, do we, are we going to take a break and watch something else and come back to this? Or are we going to plow right through it? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It depends on your, uh, you know, uh, it, it really kind of depends on what you want to do. I don't know. We haven't really talked about it. We've just decided to go as much as we can until iZombie comes on and then figure out what we're going to do while iZombie's on for those like 13 weeks. Okay. So okay. I wasn't sure. If it ever the, comes back. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, there are other CW shows on right now, like one I one I want to actually talk about really quick. Uh, are you watching Supergirl? No. Oh my gosh, there was an amazing episode of Supergirl last week. It was called Midvale, the episode, and this is a it was a flashback episode to uh, Kara and her sister Alex uh, in high school in two thousand seven, mm-hmm. and so. The people behind the uh, Supergirl must have been like, okay, well, we're basically going to be, we're going to do a Smallville episode of Supergirl because first off, you have this whole teenage superhero solving a case in high school. Very familiar, right? Um, We have uh, uh, her having uh, discussions with her mom about being a superhero and Uh, Also, you know, and her mom's played by Helen Slater, by the way, who played the original Supergirl. But Mm -hmm. she also had a discussion with her uh, real mom, who it was actually like a disguise the Martian Manhunter was putting on. But whatever. Her real mom, of course, is being played right now by Erica Durance. Uh, mm-hmm. So Erica Durance was in the episode. Uh, there is a, a telescope that played a big part of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vancouver Technical Secondary School was used as the exterior of Midvale High, and that is the same exterior that they use for Smallville High. Really? Yeah. There was absolutely no super suit used in the episode at all. Like even oh no no tights no flights no tights no flights. She didn't. Uh, there was actually there's there was there was some hovering, um, but there was lots of mm-hmm. jumping that she did, mm-hmm. and most importantly, there were three references through the episode about Clark's friend Chloe. <laughs> That's weird. Kara uh, Kara emails her to get some photos off a laptop, and they're like three different times that like she's corresponding with Chloe. <laughs> to, uh, it's so weird because you know none of these other uh, CW uh, CWDC shows they reference the old show. No, you know, no, they're so far removed from it, and so yeah. that's so weird that a show would would. I mean, is it because they got Erica Durance? They were like. The uh, Smallville was on their mind Maybe Because it seems like to me You would want Supergirl to be completely different Completely divorced Of Smallville well, I Especially think they when just... you have uh, Tyler 
Tyler Hecklin playing Clark. Yeah. Which is very funny because, you know, of course, Brandon Routh is in that Arrowverse, right? And he plays Ray Palmer in this, on, on uh, Legends of Tomorrow and on Arrow. Uh-huh. And uh, there was a, during their last crossover, um, Ray Palmer looked at Kara and was like, wow, that looks a lot, lot like my cousin. Uh-uh. And <laughs> because he used to play Superman. <laughs> so... Yeah. So, the, oh, also like Erica Durant was, it it was like her mother, but like she was using the secret identity of Noelle Neal, and Noelle Neal is actually the actress that played Lois Lane in the fifties Adventures of Superman. So it was Smallville's mm. Lois Lane playing a character who had a name of the actress who played Lois Lane in the fifties. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. What are you wobbling back and forth over there? What is uh, that? That's my husband uh, beating something. I don't know, knocking okay. something in the basement. Okay, well, tapping, tapping on something. All right. Well, listeners, we're not haunted, uh, <laughs> so uh, you'll hear some tapping on her side and probably some yowling on my side as my wife puts my kids to bed. Um, I'm mm-hmm. actually just- and Sadie. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. And Sadie chewing on a bone under the bed, and every once in a while, every once in a while, my wine glass might hit my mouth. <laughs> oh, good! You're drinking wine. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, yes, and I'm am. I'm just recovering from a, a terrible cold too. So that's yeah, all, me too. All our caveats aside, um, how about I tell you a little bit of hiatus news in between season okay. three and season four? Oh, I want to know all the all the all the news. All the news. Tell me all the stuff. <laughs> Ken Miller and Drew Z. Greenberg have moved on. Uh, Drew went to the OC and Ken went to a show called North Shore, Shore, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Knight joins the writer's room. Um, Michael Rosenbaum co-starred in the movie Cursed, the Christina Ricci werewolf Mm -hmm. movie. Werewolf movie, yeah. Uh, during that press junket, he was uh, asked about the future of Smallville and what he hoped to see. And his quote was, well, I think it's escalated to the point where there's only one way to go. I think with the end of season four going into season five, we have to make some drastic changes. I don't know what else to do, except we have to go our separate ways eventually. I don't know what's what when that's going to happen. I really don't. They don't tell me that. On a personal level, I think five strong seasons. And at the end of season five, shit happens. You know what I mean? Go out with a bang. Don't linger on it like some of these other shows. I hope that's what they do and the writing's strong enough that I think that would be a great thing. I mean, obviously the fans probably want more, but maybe not. Maybe the fans want what they want. <laughs> mm. In other words, Rock, Michael Rosenbaum wants to make movies. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, season five should be enough. <coughs> Uh, an interview with USA Today, uh, executive producer Al Goff uh, saw uh, problems, and 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 so did viewers. Let's see, uh, rating, uh, you know, with season three, ratings fell twenty five percent, and mm. he thinks in part from the show's move to Wednesday, and he says the Clark Lana relationship had gotten stale. I, I have mixed feelings. Uh-huh. I really like the sweet, innocent Clark and Lana stuff. I really do. But three seasons is enough. (laughs) It needs to move on. 
Just like Lana needs to move. Lana knows she needs to move on. Mm-hmm. The show knows it needs to move on. Right. But whether it moves on to something good, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, he says, we probably went a little darker than we wanted to go and got a little too mythology heavy. They were hanging mm. out too much in secret labs, and that's not any fun. Why the hell would teenagers want to watch this show anymore? This fall, they may have another reason. Goff promises a return to the show's roots as a teen drama that explores the final year of high school for young Clark Kent. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that is the that is the uh, that's the big uh, line going into the season. We're going to do more high school stuff. Um, And. uh, boy, we do. I, I think we do. We have yeah, more. yeah, we do some high school stuff. We do some high school stuff. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, uh, you sound like you want to air some grievances, and maybe they'll come up as we're talking about the episodes. Or, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's first start with Crusade, season four, episode one. We're actually in September of two thousand four. Just in case. Uh, you wanted to know. Uh, this is the one where Clark, uh, I mean, Kal-El flies. <laughs> yeah. Clark is reborn. <laughs> For this one, I had a commentary with Alan Miles, uh, Ken Horton, Erica Durance, and Annette O'Toole. And that was entertaining. Um, it was just fun to listen to. I didn't get too much from it. It was a couple of notes I took. Uh, like, for instance, Annette says that she, Kristen, and Allison all have to stand on boxes next to Tom. And Erica doesn't have to. Erica is used to guys having to stand on boxes next to her, she says. Oh. She's 5'8". <laughs> Isn't mm. that funny? Tom is 6'3". Wow, 6'3". Yep. Wow. Yeah. My husband is 6'3". Yeah? He's very tall. He's, mm. like, freakishly tall. <laughs> Like a giant, like a giant human. Wow. That's what I tell him all the time. Like, we can't just buy any car. (laughs) We have to buy a car that a giant human can fit into. (laughs) So, um, my first note in this, in this season is yay Lois. And I'm not sure if you're feeling it. No. Go ahead. Okay. I like Lois. I like Lois and Chloe together. The idea of Chloe and Lois being cousins. I really dig it. Uh-huh. She's t- too soon. No, she doesn't belong in Smallville. <laughs> Lois does not belong in Smallville. Why is that? For one thing, hold on, I got a burp. I got a wine burp. <laughs> I'm leaving it in. Okay. <laughs> I-, I muted myself. Okay. <laughs> because she just, she doesn't fit. This is too soon. I don't buy it. I don't like it. I don't like it because she's so more mature uh-huh. in this whole, you know, because of a technicality, she didn't graduate high school, so she can't <laughs> get into college. And it's just, it's a load of bull crap. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, yeah. Don't like it one bit. Well, um, I, I love Erica Durant as Lois Lane. I mean, you like Erica Durant as Lois Lane, right? You just don't like the fact that this character is yeah. here. What right I like about these sets of episodes uh, she gives Clark a hard time. Yeah. And does Clark like it? Does Clark hate it? <laughs> <laughs> does he kind of love slight hate it? I don't know. I can't wait to find out. There is but, a, there's a, there's, there's a little bit of like Anakin Skywalker coming out where he's like, I don't like her. I hate her. <laughs> She's always 
condescending. I forget that what the quote is, but she's 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 a snob. She's yeah. sucker. She's this. She's th- she's bossy. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, she is. She's bossy. She bosses him around mm-hmm. like a like a kid brother or something, you right? Know? Uh, so I like in these first shots, it shows that she's actually trying to quit smoking. Which that Lois Lane has always been a smoker and always been like fighting uh, smoking. <sighs> yes, but that just makes her seem so much older than him. Yeah. Well, I guess from this, we're just supposed to think that she's like what a year older, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Page 19. I wrote down more Tom Welling nudity. Uh, yeah, she, uh, you know, she finds him in the cornfield naked. Yeah. And he's just like not faced. And she's like, oh, look at his face. Look at his face. Don't don't look down. Don't look down. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, they said on the commentary, like adding Lois to the show really, it just adds some much needed comedy. To our very serious show, you know, it, it, it I don't know. You're, I, I crack up during her scenes. Um, she says, uh, everybody wants me to say that he was wearing nothing, but we're a purely professional set. I can tell you this much. It was strange enough to film after having barely met him. I was actually blushing a little bit, not because there was anything to see, but because the whole scenario was so ridiculous. I barely know this person and I knew everyone was watching to see if she's going to react properly. Tom is a really, really nice guy, and he's easygoing. You just have to laugh a lot. I think it was just a great story point, anyway, for Lois to have that in her back pocket, that no matter how tough and awesome he thinks he gets, she's seen him naked. That was really clever on the part of the writers. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, Yeah, all she has to do is say, yeah, when I first time I met you, you were naked. You know, (laughs) like, she has that over him. Uh And, uh... We see some credits after that whole opening scene, and uh, Allison Mack is not in them. Oh my god, Chloe's dead. Uh, and uh, Pete's place is taken by a young Jensen Ackles. I feel like I've seen these credits. Like, I knew this was coming. Uh-huh. I knew this. So, um, I mean, before we get back to Clark and Lois, like, what did you, what did you think? Uh, we go to Paris and Lana's in France and we see Jensen. I, I wrote on Jensen coming on to this show. Like he's always been here. And I thought mm-hmm. I said, great banter. Mm-hmm. This was a, a good, uh, uh, spin on the meat cute. Yeah. We, you know, it was a, it was a surprise. Uh-huh. I have seen this done a million times. Yeah, I know this, this worked. It really did. And cause it, I think because he, he's such a good actor. Uh-huh. He, he has such great personality. And, uh, I don't know if you remember me saying this when we first started, but, um, he was the second choice for Clark Kent. Like it could have been a whole, it could have been Jensen Ackles on Smallville for 10 years. Mm. Uh, you know, and I and Annette O'Toole even mentioned it on the on on the commentary. Like it would have been a kind of a different a, a different show, mm-hmm. you know, playing towards his his you know comedic timing and whatever his acting. Yeah, yeah. he he has a, a huge range. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tom Welling does the all all shook <laughs> G Williker thing well. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know how Jensen could have done that because he doesn't seem. I don't know if he could do boyish. Yeah. He could be tough. He can do the comedy, but he can't. 
I, I can't see him being like, aw. <laughs> like, oh, mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I wrote, okay, so we're, we're in the hospital and Clark is wrapped in the red blanket, of course. And I said, old Asian lady gets an eyeful. Um, <laughs> and I love this, you know, uh, Lois going around. I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what to do. I can't just leave him here. Uh, <laughs> what do I do? Uh, he's, you know, I'm here looking, investigating into my cousin's disappearance uh-huh. because she got the, uh, in case, in case, in case I, of death, you're watching this video of Chloe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, and we learned that Lois started to smoke just to upset her dad. Uh, mm. And, uh, oh yeah, there's that great part where Clark just lifts her out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, we see Martha, who's, uh, we see Jonathan's in a coma. And poor Martha has got one one man in a coma, and the other man in her life doesn't remember her. Yeah, Huck Finn is Jonathan's favorite book. Uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, quote I wrote down the exchange between Lois and Martha. She's like, "Oh, no problem. I'm a sucker for stray dogs and naked guys." And Martha's <laughs> just like. No reaction, just question mark. <laughs> yeah, and th- and this comes up later. Lois is just more worldly uh-huh. than Clark. Yeah, she's she a she's a metropolis girl. Old. Yeah, yeah. So it might be that you know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, did they shoot the French the France scenes? Did they shoot that in Montreal? Where did, did they shoot that in <laughs> no, Vancouver? Or what? That's man. That's Vancouver with a uh, with a nice uh, Paris uh, matte painting, <laughs> mm. just kind of you know spliced into the um, the surrounding area. Yeah, there. I forget what they said. What street that was in Vancouver? Um, also in Vancouver is are these Egypt scenes? There, uh, it's all. This is all just a studio set, and I think there's like one one place that takes one scene that takes place in a sand pit. Mm-hmm. Shot in a sand pit, and I wrote Lex looks like he's in an Indiana Jones movie, but he's playing Belloc because <laughs> he's wearing all all white and having like you know these Egyptian guys digging up artifacts for him, but uh, he's not looking too good because he's. Uh, he has to get like his blood cleaned um, by another hot doc. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Dr. Vaughn, by the way, this woman we meet on the plane is played by Ona Grauer. And uh, she was in the eye zombie episode, real dead housewives. Um, the mm. one, the one that gets pushed off the balcony there. Yeah. Yeah. That was her. Uh, I'd like to say Dr. Vaughn and all this blood cleaning stuff comes back. Uh, it doesn't. It's completely drops. <laughs> we just assume that it's happening in the background during this season because, yeah, uh, Lex is trying to find these stones for some reason. Uh-huh. Uh, what else? Martha trying to jog Clark's memory. I'm not sure if we ever mentioned that Clark refers to the loft as his fortress of solitude, but I like that the reference happens here, but yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was mentioned a long time ago. Yeah. I, f- I thought that was like a season one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
Yeah, so the little statue falls and breaks and there's a stone inside of it and all of a sudden Clark hears this ringing and um, and he says, I am Kal-El of Krypton. It is time to fulfill my destiny. And holy shit, he's flying. <laughs> what did you think of that? I thought cheaters, cheaters, <laughs> cheaters, cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Yep. You always want Clark to fly and you got to give an excuse why it's not Clark. <laughs> it's either Clark this or Clark this. This time it's not Clark. It's Kal-El. It's Kal-El. This is, Clark, this is Clark's third personality, by the way. We have Clark. We had Cal, which is Red, Red Kryptonite Clark. And mm-hmm. now, now we have Kal-El of Krypton, who has mm-hmm. you know full use of all his powers. He's, he's essentially Superman, but he's just this emotionless, like, conquer-the-earth Kryptonian, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg Beeman said... Oh, oh. oh wait, wait. The, uh, the whole thing Lex getting his blood cleaned. Yeah. I just chalked that up to, at the end of season three, everybody was in contract negotiations, so we don't know if Chloe's coming back. <laughs> we don't know if Lex gets poisoned, you know, and yeah. so he... That explained how he survived being poisoned by his father. Yeah, I don't know why, but I'm sure. He's, I'm sure it'll come back of uh, you know eventually of you know you can't kill me. Nobody yeah. can kill me. I'm yeah. I have this. He had like this white blood cell thing going on for a while there. Uh, Greg Beeman says Clark flying was a lot of fun. It was very hard on Tom. We built a special rig for him to lay in, and then we hung him on this gigantic five-sided green screen stage, and we just swooped the camera around him. So. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you can tell uh, that they were actually very inspired by the Matrix, you know. Mm-hmm. In 1999, Neo has that takeoff where the ground, like, ripples around him, and it's... Oh, yeah. yeah. And then he takes off, and that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, on Annette O'Toole's side of the whole thing, like they had to film it like in slow motion to pull it off. Mm-hmm. And so Annette had to hold this very awkward position because she's kind of like falling back as he's taking mm-hmm. off. Yeah. So they actually built her a stand that she could lean on while they were setting up different shots. Um, but she says, I was amazed and excited for people to see this, and it's my favorite moment of any season. Oh. <laughs> so that's, that's wow. a, that's a, I mean, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I remember first seeing that, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know? Uh, seeing it again, I was, I'm like, oh, yeah, this was awesome. But I'm like, you know, I think when I first saw it, I was like. So so he's flying now. Oh my god, they they broke their rule. They're screw it, he's flying now. That's awesome. And uh my next note is Clark is flying. We don't want to see Lana and Jason flirting in a church. <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh uh yeah, there's some sort of uh tomb of uh Countess Marguerite Isabel uh Thoreau uh mm-hmm. that Lana touches Lot- the tomb. She rubs the princess. Yeah. And it illuminates her. Yes. So I guess, I don't know. Does the spirit of this old woman <laughs> inhabit her because when she wakes up, she's all sexified? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <sighs> I, I don't know. Um, and, you know, it's funny. We have kind of like, what the heck happened? Yeah, kind of reaction in this episode, 
but like n- the next three episodes, like nothing happens. She's like ex- investigating Normal. her her new. Uh, I'll put it nicely. Back lower back tattoo. <laughs> uh huh. Some people call You're it a tramp call stamp. You're not going to call it a tramp <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. In this scene right before all that, uh, Jensen gets to act really goofy and fun. And I just wrote, oh, I love, so I love when he gets to do yeah. comedy. Uh, oh, no. uh, the exterior of this place. Such personality. What's that? Such personality. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we got some good comedy in the show now. Um, mm-hmm. So, Okay. So for three seasons, we see Lana in pastels, mostly <laughs> pink, light pink. Uh-huh. And now she's wearing black. Mm. And we see a lot of skin, and she's just she's just sexualized. Yeah, uh, she takes a really hot shower. <laughs> and, yeah, and, this- and we see this. We see the. Uh, the outline, the uh, what am I trying to say? The um, silhouette, silhouette yeah. of somebody who is definitely <laughs> I wrote very busty silhouette. Like wow, yeah, very voluptuous. That's uh, that's that's quite a body double she got there. <laughs> uh, they even pointed out on the commentary, you know, just like kind of I don't know how like you know sexy it was, but the fact that there's a actually a very big goof in the scene. She like gets in the shower and steam starts rising and then she turns the water on. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also she's staying in this room and the shower is like in the like one room that she's in. like I don't I didn't understand this room. I didn't understand her apartment. Yeah, she had some sort of like she's living in like a I don't know, it's definitely a very classic uh French bohemian kind of place i don't know it it seemed like it was like a whole like little studio thing but she was what renting it did she go to the school what did she do Uh, like she was there getting that uh gravestone rubbing for her art history project but like she drops all that once uh what she discovers that the it was a it was something that she remembers on the cave wall so she decides Mm -hmm. to come back to smallville yeah doesn't tell Jason. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, okay. So that's kind of what happens with Lana. Um, I love when Lois shows up at the farm and she says, this is, this is the town that Starbucks forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and Martha's like, yeah, uh, Clark's upstairs asleep <laughs> or yeah. something because this is when he's, he flew off and he, yeah. with Lex. Yeah. She's, she's, she just saw her son fly off and all of a sudden this girl shows up and she's got to like tell her to get out of here, get, get her out of here. Meanwhile, uh, Lois is talking about coffee and she, she actually says, I heard the only decent coffee house shut down, obviously talking about the Talon, uh-huh. which I wrote another slight against the beanery. <laughs> the beanery <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Nobody cares about the even, even if it, even if the beanery is the only be- good, only place in town is it, not the only decent coffee house. <laughs> Lois also says she, uh, she prefers nerds with glasses over farm boys. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's a little hint to be like, yeah, we've got Lois, but you know, Clark might not be the guy that she's into right now. And, uh, yeah, she's very much like, Wants to find her cousin, and um, you know, in in honor of Barb, I I wrote hashtag justice for Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Because I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> oh, so I wrote, what is it? A bird? A plane? <laughs> Which is the, uh, what the pilots say to each other. And they said on the commentary they couldn't resist. <laughs> um, and yeah, Clark busts into this plane and he's like, Accio stone. <laughs> and the stone like flies through the wall and did Lex see Clark, did he? Or did he not? Who knows? Um, so, yeah. So, after that, oh my god, we get another Lois Lane, uh, which is not Erica Durant's, but Margot Kidder shows up in this episode, which is very exciting. Um, I, I, in my trivia, it says, her scene in the barn with Annette O'Toole reunited the two actresses who appeared together as Lois Lane and Lana Lang in the film Superman 3. It was fabulous, Annette said. It was just her and me for the most part, and we had a lovely time. We talked about our kids. She has a grandchild, and we talked about that, and it was just really fun to be with her again. She was so kind to me when we did Superman 3, though I was pretty much her replacement. She was absolutely generous about all that. So, Hmm. yeah, because I think there was some sort of, like, contract disputes or whatever, and they pretty much cut Margot Kidder out of Superman 3 and made Lana Lang the... Main star. Oh. Yeah. She like shows up at the beginning and at the end of the movie. Hmm. So, uh, but yeah, there's, I mean, did you read that article I posted in the. No, I didn't. That's okay. The, I mean, I'd always heard. I remember. Yeah. I remember when, is is she bipolar? She had some kind of incident. Where she, like, showed up in somebody's yard or something. Yeah, she was, like, living with, like, bums, and she, like, cut her hair and, like, removed uh, some of her dental work to make it so she couldn't be identified. She, like, lost her mind, pretty much. She had, like, a a breakdown. She apparently, like, spent, like, three years writing an autobiography about her life and was really excited about doing that. Mm Mm-hmm. She didn't have any backups and her laptop completely melted down. And so she just like realized like the last three years of her life was just like gone. Like, and, and so she had a breakdown. She, and she flew to, uh, I think it was like Los Angeles to go to like a computer expert and they said they couldn't help her. And then she, that's when she really lost it and went off into the woods and stuff. But oh my gosh. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. She really, but, uh, you know, pretty soon she got treatment and they discovered that she was bipolar, I guess. So, yeah, I'd always heard rumors about it. But, uh, yeah, there was a People article I posted in the Facebook group if anybody's interested in reading about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, because I was like, oh, what happened to Margot Kidder, you know? Um, she was in, like, you know, the Palma film. She was in Superman, Amityville Horror. Uh, Black Christmas, all these different um, movies. Yes, but also, you know, to bring it to what's going on in this day and time, as somebody tweeted today, when you wonder, hmm, what happened to that actress (laughs) who was very active in Hollywood? You got to wonder what actually happened. Right, exactly. You know, Uh did so. Uh huh. (laughs) Yep. Uh, I like the quotes. Um, there's a couple of quotes here that they say, um, she says something about, uh, I know about, I know something about loving somebody whose calling is greater than your own. 
and Mar- Martha says, you and Dr. Swan. And she says, in another lifetime. Uh-huh. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is uh, Dr. Swan's, this is Bridget Crosby, uh, who works for Dr. Swan. And because uh, Christopher Reeve is busy during this time. Um, and uh, she gives her black kryptonite. And we find out that the symbol that was burned in her yard was a K symbol for crusade or, oh, sorry, a a Kryptonian symbol for crusade. I'm reading my shorthand out loud. (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, there's a bit of a Lex and Lionel scene where they're talking about these stones and it's, and they say, uh, Lex says, there's three relics when united will point to a treasure of knowledge that will put the library of Alexandria to shame. Mm. And so I guess Lionel was into this and now Lex is doing it. It's as if Indiana Jones had stolen his father's grail diary while he was locked up in prison. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Lois goes to visit Lionel in prison. Yes. Uh, She's a little, she's got some guts. uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was a great scene. Um, yeah, she says, I wanted to look into the face of the son of a bitch that caused my cousin's death. Uh, John Glover says, we had a great time. We thought that would we would continue working together, but then they dropped that part of the story. And it's true. This is so, this is so crazy, but it's so true. Lionel and Lois do not share another scene until, spoilers, season six, episode seven. <laughs> <laughs> So you hoping for something to happen from that? It doesn't happen. <laughs> um, okay, what is the? Um, we think that Lionel thinks that he's being set up. Uh-huh. I can't. I can't recall what the situation was. Is uh, that just his claim? He claims he's being set up. He's he's totally innocent. He didn't uh, poison Lex. He didn't do all that. He didn't blow Chloe up. He didn't do all these things that he obviously did do. Yeah, I think so. It's, I just, sometimes I'm just so shaky on what Lyle's motivations are until he finally like says them out loud. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't. I don't remember him saying or admitting anything. Or um, but uh, we discovered down in the caves there's a chamber of secrets. I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Where uh el places uh, one of the stones um, And then he faces off with uh, Martha who Yeah, who brings the black kryptonite And then Kal-El and Clark fight each other Yeah <laughs> And once, uh, once Clark wins, Jonathan wakes up And I, 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 like, I like that they're giving Martha more to do mm-hmm. I'm very, very happy about that Um and we actually we actually get a Jonathan and Martha makeout session too. It was pretty hot. Um, <laughs> and Clark says to his parents, "Cal El can fly. Clark Kent is still earthbound." And he says it felt amazing and scary. So yeah, no more flying. Sorry. Mm. Uh, so Clark's X-rays Chloe's grave and says the coffin is empty. <laughs> And I wrote, did Clark expect a body? <laughs> but he's very much hashtag Chloe lives at the at the end of this episode. <laughs> and yeah, I wrote, uh, Clark is annoyed yet charmed by Lois. 
So shall we talk about Gone? Yes. This is the one where Lois and Clark save Chloe. Yes, Lois and Clark go on this investigation of the safe house explosion site. Yeah, I wrote cornfields and helicopters. This is my kind of ex- uh, ex- I mean, uh, Smallville episode. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Ironside. Yeah. As General Lane. General Sam Lane. And but we don't realize, like, we don't put it together till. I mean, if you're paying attention, his uniform does say Lane on it. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, dude's a legend. Uh, v Top Gun, Total Recall, and he's also the voice of Darkseid in the Superman and Justice League cartoons. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that uh, Lois can hold her own. She doesn't have to get uh, kickboxing lessons from Lex. She can kick butt on her own. Okay. She's a military brat. Okay. <clears throat> I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to go more on that. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know how I feel. I don't like Every time she kicks somebody, I, I don't like it. It's just. Uh, I don't know. You want your protagonist to be able to hold their own, not constantly get knocked out. Uh, so I like that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so there's all this bathroom thing where Martha finds yes. Lois in the bathroom with Clark, and Clark's like, "I didn't do nothing." I, I. Yeah. And oh, the chemistry though between these two, just oh, it's so great. Like it's. I mean, it, yes, Lois makes Clark so uncomfortable. Yeah. I like that. Um, and he's and she starts calling him Smallville, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's something that they started in the uh, Superman animated series. Uh, Lois would call Clark Smallville, and yeah, Mar- I wrote Martha's face. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Lionel threatens Lex. This is a crazy. I like, have that too. Yeah, it's crazy. What I just said. Uh, it'd be crazy to hear this from your dad. Do you have the quote? <laughs> No, but that's all I have. I have Lionel threatens Lex. What does he say? You'll never know how it'll happen, but it'll happen. You'll never have another moment's peace. Yeah. I'm so innocent. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I'm being set up, but I'll kill you. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. You're crazy. Uh-huh. You're so duplicitous. You're so, like, you're so Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don Jr. totally stabbed him in the back here. And, uh,. <laughs> Yeah, sent him to prison. Uh, and we have Lex and Lana meeting up again, and uh, Lex says he had trouble letting the talent go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we see you. Uh, <laughs> uh, my next note is Clark is a mass of rippling tanned muscles on the couch. Oh yeah, and Lois <laughs> and Lois sneaks out while he's napping on the couch. That's really cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, we have a nice, uh, Lana and Lois meeting each other while beating up a psychopath together next to Chloe's dug up grave. Quite a, quite a meat cute. Yeah. <laughs> but we have a t- the, uh, Terminator 2 here. That, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. He just comes out of nowhere. Yep. He's got this sword arm. Uh-huh. What the hell? It makes no sense. <laughs> Who knows? And then, 
Then later on, we find out he's been sent by by Lionel. Yep. Uh, which okay, whatever. And then there's secret the, labs. Secret labs. Yeah, and then there's the uh, <laughs> the Clark Lana Lois scene where Lois is realizing that Lana and Clark sort of dated, but oh, not really. Oh my god, my favorite. The quote from her is just really you two. <laughs> and just when Clark sees those two getting out of the car, oh, like, yeah, just realizing they were together. <laughs> I've seen that a million times yeah. in a movie and television show. That oh, oh, oh I'm in for it. Yep. Uh, we have another Jonathan being big on uh, respecting the troops, uh, but he can't take uh, General Lane's cigar. And uh, General Lane takes a rain check on uh, getting dinner at the Kent farm. And can I tell you a spoiler? Okay. He doesn't cash it in till season 10. <laughs> uh, when they get married. <laughs> what? What happened? Huh? I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Clark realizes that General Lane works for Lex because he saw... The cigar in Lex's study. Yeah. What? <laughs> that's kind of. That's a rare cigar. That's reach. <laughs> yeah. Oh, back up, back up. Lana wants to rent the apartment upstairs from the Talon from uh, Lex. Yeah. How is she paying for this? Well, you know, she gets her grants. savings from when she yeah. worked at the Talon. Well, these grants that she has from. Going to the parish school a, and uh, being a, 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 uh, a an orphan. I think it's kind of like your parents were obliterated by a meteor, uh, and here is your money. I don't know. <laughs> no idea. Uh, I do know that Lex has a very brand new 3D rendering of something he can't explain. <laughs> now on, he's able to put that on the screen. Um, there's an agent here that is going over the 3D rendering with him. And this is uh, Colin Lawrence, who we'll see many years later playing Janko on iZombie, as well as uh, Coach Clayton on Riverdale. Oh, wait, back up. What? A 3D rendering? What? Of the plane. Of what happened in the plane. Like, obviously, somebody had to pull the door off from the outside. And I like that, like, Lex is... uh, Lex has accused Lionel of doing some like Bane shenanigans, you know, like raiding his raiding his airplane from another airplane. Yeah, but mm. I do love that Lex finally tells Clark, speaks some sense into Clark, and uh, uh, talks some sense to him rather, and says that uh, you know obviously there was nothing left of Chloe to bury, so yeah, empty coffin. So that's pretty dark. Uh, how about John Glover uh, showering uh, to opera? Just how he like he's there in the shower. It's all dark. Uh-huh. The opera's playing. He's like uh-huh. raising. He's like putting his mouth up to the water, like, like swallowing water, and just putting it down. Just oh, it's so exhilarating. The shower. It's such an intense shower. <laughs> yeah, and that's where he gets uh, shanked. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, of course they get shanked to 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 opera music. Yep. Oh, uh, we learned that Lo- Lois lost her mom to emphysema or lung cancer or something like that. So this is another layer to why she rebelled 
against her father by starting to smoke and why she feels bad for smoking. Mm. Um, Lana and Clark. Oh, they rescue Chloe. Yeah, in the foundry. Haven't seen that since uh, Bug Boy. <laughs> I wrote, uh, where's bug the, where's, boy. remember the metamorphosis? He fought the Bug Boy in the foundry. No, second episode of the series. <laughs> okay. Remember Bug Boy? Greg Arkin. Uh, he put Lana in a little treehouse in a web. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I wrote. Where else you did defeat T two but in a foundry? <laughs> and we have uh, Sarah Connor slash Lois Lane with the electro shotgun to put the final blast into him instead mm, of the- <laughs> Oh yeah. Sword arm guy. Sword arm guy works for Lionel. Lois saves Clark by shocking him. Question mark. Exclamation point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there is a deleted scene here that's actually really good. Um, uh, after they rescue Chloe, they go right to the courthouse, uh, and uh, Chloe is going to testify. I guess they don't go right to the courthouse, but the next scene is in the te- in the courthouse, and they're preparing for her to go in and testify. And uh, Lois and Clark are uh, with Chloe in this. Uh, Room in the courthouse and Chloe like Notices the banter between them You know as as Chloe would Do and then Lana comes in and is Reunited with Chloe and uh, The three girls all like Work walk out of the room together And they turn around they're like Clark are you coming and he's just kind of like Gulp (laughs) Because he's just like oh my gosh These women Uh, So um. Uh, so yeah, Lionel sent back to jail, and oh, there's a great moment of justice that you you might might have note might have missed. Uh, Jonathan's actually reading about it in the newspaper, and the byline is none other than Perry White. <laughs> so oh. Perry, whose like career got ruined by Lionel, gets to write about how Lionel is sent back to jail and found guilty. Hmm. Lana and Clark meet up in the caves, talk about destiny. Mm-hmm. Oh. She sees her tattoo on the wall. Yep. And I wrote, Lana has a secret now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. And the Kents are in a weird position of defending Lex to Clark, I wrote. They're like, of course, he'd want to figure out what happened to him. You know, the, the things that he can't explain, they, they start talking about. And Clark is just like completely like, he's Sagith. I know it now, you know. Mm. Uh, so yeah. Jason came to be with Lana. Jason came to be with Lana. Yeah, I don't care that you just left behind Jerry in Paris. I found you and I followed you. I'm. I, I live here now. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, writer Todd Slavkin says, I think after Clark Kent, Jason Teague was such a wonderful reprieve. He was warm-hearted, seemingly had no secrets whatsoever, cared about Lana, and treated her like a princess. His whole life revolved around her. So for Lana, he was a nice, comforting guy after a very troublesome season three. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he is. You get, you know, that's what you get. Uh, and, like, I don't care. I don't care that you left behind your eye. I, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. And I, I thought it was uh, uh, it's rare they end this episode with Lana and Jason rather than uh, yeah Clark and Lana. Lana. And Clark. Yeah, very weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, 
still no needle drops, um, but we're not back in high school, which is the place where all the good songs come from, I, I realized. Yeah. <laughs> and there's not a... They must have dropped the musical budget. I don't know. I've got like four songs for the next episode. So. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> uh, WB advertised this next episode as Crip Tuck. <laughs> uh, it's called Facade And this yeah. is the one where we I'm learn sure that... Oh, sorry I'm sorry I'm, ju- I'm sure teenagers loved this episode It was very <laughs> high schooly, Very <sighs> things that teenagers would be interested in Yeah their looks. Mm-hmm. The one where we learn beauty is skin deep, or it's on what's it's what's on the inside that counts, or maybe a mix of both. <laughs> I'm not sure what they're trying to teach us here. I don't know, but they started cussing in this episode. Cussing. We get one bitch. I don't like it. Oh. In the next episode, we get two bitches. <gasps> I don't like it. Yeah. Scandalous. Lana's still wearing black. <laughs> Whitney is back in a flashback. This is weird because you know usually when they have somebody come back like this, they have they do the episode like they did. What was that in season two, where they you know where he was at him? Yep, visage. Where he was, um, what's her face? Visage. <laughs> Tina Greer. <laughs> Tina Greer. I'm yeah. Supposed to stop mentioning yeah, that episode. Because I expected him to somehow come back in this episode and he never did. It was just in the beginning. It's so weird. I, yeah, exactly. I wrote, what a pointless cameo. Like, what was yeah. it like? What, he could have been Brett. You know, he could have been any, any of the other football guys. And you mm-hmm. know what? This is the last time we see Eric Johnson on this show. That was his, that was it. <laughs> wow. Uh, but yeah, uh, torturing the mascot is tradition, I guess. Um, and yeah, we see Scabby Abby's very unfortunate face uh, in this flashback. And boy, whew, I don't know. That was really gross. Like, girl, you got some whiteheads to take care of that, you know? Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't, honestly, you got to pop those. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'm sorry, but that's what you got to do. You can't just let that fester on you. Uh, I'm What's Elana's be- necklace? Oh, yes. Yep. Uh, oh, uh, the girl that plays uh, Scabby Abby mm-hmm. uh, is Brianna Brown, who was in Spider-Man 2. Uh, she was actually uh, one of the people on the train during the whole sequence where they lift Tobey Maguire up over their heads and they place him down and they put his mask back on. She's there with a baby. I, I rewatched the scene over the weekend, so... Uh, but she did a lot of General Hospital, and now she's on uh, the new Dynasty. Oh, really? Yeah, I guess so. That, wow. I don't watch it. I wrote, put her in the Iron Maiden, which is essentially what they do, this mother does mm-hmm. to her daughter. And this is freshman year of the flashback, right? And mm-hmm. and they're like, she, they're like, she's like, oh, you just wait till senior year. And it's se- like senior year is when she comes back to school. So what the hell happened in the meantime? Like, was she in like, per- like broiling the entire time? <laughs> I think she was there. She was there at school, but uh, her mother just wanted her to have a very special senior year because senior year is so special. Yeah, but when she comes onto this onto the campus, everybody's like, "Whoa!" You know, 
It's a it's a drastic change from when they last saw yeah. her. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think too hard about it. <laughs> uh, Clark is dreaming of being quarterback. Yep. I wrote he throws like Uncle Rico. He could throw that football way over that mountain over there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. This whole football thing. Yeah. It's back. It's – yeah. And I've talked myself into liking it. Okay. Because – Tom Welling has this natural athleticism, and yeah. they're just—they're using it. It's something different that we haven't seen be- much of before. So I'm okay with it. It's so weird to see like football jocks pick on this guy who's like, uh, like a foot taller than them. <laughs> so it, I don't know. It works a little better when they're like he's like the newbie on the football team, you know. Um, I wrote geeks never see themselves as geeks. I don't know why I wrote that, but Lois, you failed. Clark laughs. Why did I write these things? And, Do what? Oh, oh, when they, they tell Lois is talking about how she's going to go to met you and general lane is like, you failed your senior year. You have, you have to go to Smallville high to get some credits to graduate and how Clark like bursts out laughing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> So, yeah, Lois is going to Smallville High. Ah, uh, yeah. I hate that. I hate it. I hate it. She's like a 28-year-old in high school. I'd like to know how old she was at this time. Erica. Durant. With her very tight tank top. Yeah. She's big with the tank tops. And she, she looks like she's already been to the uh, plastic surgeon, if you know what I mean. Oh, come on. Come on. She looks They're great. big. Oh. <laughs> They're big. <laughs> uh, let's see. 1978 from 2004. I 24? So she's 24 at this at this time. So she was right around the same age as Tom Welling. But uh, So Lois isn't interesting in jur- inter- interested in journalism like we th- would think that she'd be. Uh, but she does love sticking her nose in other people's business, so Chloe thinks she's kind of natural. <laughs> so Abby comes back to school, and she's like, uh, it's Abigail now. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, this is where the soundtrack starts picking up again. Um, and, oh, I thought you'd like this quote. Uh, they were talking about uh, plastic surgery for teenagers. And I think it's Lois that says something about that's like messing with the batter before the cookies are even baked. <laughs> and I wrote cookie metaphors rock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a cookie. Uh, so, yeah. Um, is Jason dating Lana statutory rape? <laughs> yep. <laughs> How old is Lana? <laughs> um. Uh, Seventeen. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe Kansas says that's okay. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, Jason is now Coach Teague or assistant Coach Teague. So he's in college. Yeah, we don't know where. Yeah, maybe he's doing online online college. They didn't have that back then. I have a feeling like they said something. He said something. He mentioned some sort of college. I don't. I don't think it was Matt. It you out with his college. Else. It works out with his college schedule. Yeah. That's what he said. 
also, uh, we find out here that Martha is going to be the talent manager. <laughs> this is such mm. a classic, like, this is such a classic teen drama, like, plot, you know? I, I Unfortunately, we don't really see much more after this about Martha. It just kind of mentions, she, she talks to Jonathan, like, we got to pay these hospital bills off, and I like, I want to do something for myself, and I can't. You know, work for Luther Corp. Let me let me manage the town. <laughs> so that's what she's gonna do. And uh, yeah, I, I wrote down redecorate and rustic. <laughs> <laughs> I hope maybe I don't know. Uh, so yeah, Clark knocks somebody over the football. Classic. Uh, I wrote guys are gross. All these cat calls, but it's to really. Oh. It's to really make them look like complete assholes So when the cheerleaders Put them under the love potion You don't feel so bad for them mm-hmm. And so Scabby Abby takes One of the guys They go to the Brent. locker They go to the locker room And they are gonna She oh. takes her top off <laughs> I, know. Is, I wrote kind of a public place <laughs> Yeah anybody could come in there And she yeah. just takes her shirt off I don't like it Oh they're gonna full on have sex in that shower yeah, yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm an old fuddy-duddy. I don't like it. <laughs> These teenagers should not be cavorting with each other in the showers. They should no. park like regular teens. Exactly, in the back seat. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he kind of uh, gets uh, gets his due, though. He turns, you know, he's he was like one of the guys that picked on Scabby Abby and now it's now he's like he looks in the mirror and he sees his face like melting away. So Scabby Abby is like the scarecrow. Yeah, I guess so. And I wrote, could this day be any worse? Crash. So Oh, Lois hits the football player. I know. That's what I, that's what I've got. Lois hits the football player, and I was like, "What?" But yeah, how fast is Lois going through the parking lot where she doesn't notice this like <laughs> half naked teenager running out? Of the, you know, oops. Yeah, I think she actually said, "Could this day be any worse?" Ah, classic mm. Lois. <laughs> and so Lois and Clark go on this like investigation of the locker room. <sighs> yeah, find Scabby Abby's necklace. Oh, there was a deleted scene here where Clark actually goes and confronts Abby about the necklace. Um, mm-hmm. And she plays innocent. She's like, I can't believe I made out with him. You know, I, that was such a bad thing to do. You know, I was just trying to fit in just like you are, Clark, with football, you know. And so Clark's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they cut that out. <sighs> and it's so Jonathan being mad at at Clark for playing football. Oh, Jonathan's mad at Clark. Well, luckily it doesn't last too long. But he almost sounds jealous, doesn't he? he just, mm, he's yeah. like, you could do all the things, and I couldn't do those things. Uh, oh, in between that, uh, Lana uh, finds Lex opening a package that she sent to, to Talon. It's actually a book on hi- hieroglyphics. Uh, so she could un- analyze the uh, symbol on her back. And I thought to myself, why would a girl who decorated a coffee shop in tacky Egyptian decor want a book on hieroglyphs? Like, wouldn't <laughs> <Yeah>. she know? <laughs> yeah, I think she's an expert already. Yeah. <laughs> I put, for, the, for the ladies on this show to be so gorgeous, how do they all end up at the plastic surgeon? <laughs> yeah. Because it's like it wants to – the, the episode wants to make a statement about girls feeling uh, – Inadequate physically, you know, but yeah, 
it just barely that's not the point uh how about the fact that lana goes to dr fine the um abby's mother for uh-huh. consultation about getting the tattoo removed and we find out that lana is branded <laughs> and i wrote oh, too yeah. soon <laughs> too soon yeah uh, let it sink in. You're gonna get it. Oh, oh. because of the cult? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. yeah. Because it's not. It's, it's not a tattoo. It's it is. It's a brand. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, inner skin. And, and that was a, a pretty cool scene where they where Jason takes her to the drama room. Oh yeah. Not the costume. Oh, it's her birthday. He, so maybe she's turning eighteen right now. Mm. Doesn't say exactly how old she is though. Does she? No, but uh, that would make sense. You turn 18 uh, during your senior year, or, you know, or right after you graduate. Hmm. And he he's like, hold on. Uh, he blindfolds her and he leaves the room. <laughs> he's gone. And then Scabby Abby comes in and kisses her. Yeah. What was he going to do? You know, he had to go. He had. He was like, had to run to his lock or run to his office or something. Grab it. And he's like, oh, my God, I really have to pay <laughs> <laughs> so he ran to the bathroom, and then it was a whole big thing. He got his pants all wet, and he's trying to dry him like crazy. And he's like, I got his score with her. She's sitting there blindfolded waiting for me. Oh, she's so patient. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, oh, I, I wrote, she's going to lose that Neutrog- Neutrogena gig, uh, Lana is. Because uh, Kristen Crook is uh, like a, the spokesman, spokesperson uh, for Neutrogena during this. Uh-huh. Run. Oh yeah. yeah, I remember she was on those commercials a lot. Yeah. Uh, Lex and- knows that Jason and Lana are together. Yeah, but Lex is kind of because- cool with Jason because Jason doesn't like his dad either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what it was. Lana is in the hospital. And Jason is talking to her while she's in a coma. Yeah. Lex comes in and overhears it and says, you know, she deserves the best. Or I hope you're the best or something like that. Yeah. So. Then Lois goes to see Miss Dr. Fine. and She's having a consultation. And then her tape recorder messes up. That was (laughs) terrible. That was not good. Again, classic Lois Lane. Lois Lane walks right into trouble all the time and real thinks she can handle it all by herself. And she always, that's why Superman's always got to save her. So, okay. Uh, but yeah, there's a bitch that happens here. I, I wrote Lois kicks her in the face and says, bitch. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. Uh, and then Lana's out of the coma. Mm-hmm. And Jason and Lana are talking And he tells her That he What is it He loves her Oh Jason loves her Uh huh For reasons that can't be seen in the mirror Oh I should write that down Or something like yeah. that It was really cute <laughs> Yeah She's all like paranoid She's like Oh you know What if I did What if I wasn't gorgeous Like what, would you love me then <laughs> He's like no I love you for what's on the inside that's what's on the inside that counts. And then he, it, they mentioned that she mentioned that um, he stayed with her during like a stomach flu. And I wrote, yeah. I wrote, man, if, she, if he stuck around during a stomach flu, that should prove his love enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Jonathan lectures Clark about running off and doing things without discussing it first. Jonathan, who ran off to the cave with Jarrell and uh, put a, you know made this huge deal and didn't share it with anybody until the end of the last season, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like this whole thing where Clark says you're going to let your let some assistant coach from Metropolis teach your boy how to play football, and it's mm-hmm. yay, they're back together again, father son. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the Chloe mentions like offhand. That um, she wouldn't want to take a woman's right to have rhinoplasty away from her, which represent, I guess, you know, that's that's very progressive. You know, yes, we kind of frown on people that uh, have these have plastic surgery because it seems so like, I don't know, fake, but, you know. Yeah, well, you don't want to you want you want the environment to be where people don't feel like looks are so important that they have to alter their selves. Right. But you don't want to judge somebody for having, you know, so it's kind of exactly. So are you going to take back what you said about Erica Durant's earlier? All right. We'll we'll wait. (laughs) I'm just saying, she just looks like she's already been to the plastic surgery. (laughs) Uh, I met her in person and uh, she's a, a sweet and wonderful person. I'm sure she is, but she does not look like an 18 year old. I'm just saying. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Uh, uh, oh, and then is this the part where it's kind of like the bookend of the beginning there? Uh, because at the beginning, it was Clark trying to dunk Lana in the dunking machine when they were freshmen. Yeah. And now. Now Clark's up there. Clark is in the dunk machine, and Lois dunks him, and. Chloe realizes the interaction between the two. It's like, oh, this is familiar. I've been here before. I'm the fifth wheel. So much for my happy ending. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wrote classic Smallville ending. This is just, I don't know, just the feeling you get. I don't know, like Lois Dunks Clark and everybody's smiling and Clark like ruffles his hair and he's all like laughing about it, you know? And then you go over to Chloe, who's just kind of like looking at the both of them and realizing Mm -hmm. that, you know, maybe her cousin is going to end up being with Clark, you know, even though she should be over this by now, but uh, whatever. But that is just a classic Smallville ending. I, I really, I always remember that. That's, that's one of the ones I remember. Anyway, which has uh, a needle drop, of course. Avril Lavigne's "My Happy Ending" um, is on the playlist now. Uh, there's a few other songs that pop up in this episode. Toby Lightman's "Devils and Angels." When we first see Hot Abby, that song fires up. Uh, the high speed scene song "Fucking Spend" <laughs> is uh, during the uh, Clark's uh, first football practice, and. Um, it doesn't say that though. No, no, it's uh, it's definitely said it's it's censored. Oh. Um, and um, the Bow Sisters, what do you do in the summer when it's raining? Is the song that plays when Abby and Brett are in the showers. It's a good song. So mm. four songs from this episode. And yay, high school! I have to say, mm-hmm. <laughs> bring on the soundtrack. Um, so shall we talk about the last episode, Devoted? Yeah. The one where a love potion is put in the Gatorade. Crypto Gatorade, Steph. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. This one. Uh, All right. Not my favorite. Hey, this has got a huge moment here. Jason's very first knockout happens in this episode. So take a bow, Jason, for getting your first knockout. Okay. Um, Clark is not welcome on the team. No. He's the new guy. Because because the quarterback was the guy that was Brent. Uh, yeah. So now Clark is the quarterback? I think so. <laughs> Lex gives the team new uniforms. Yeah. And, He's uh, trying to buy back Clark's affections. I wrote, Lex is the Buddy Garrity of this team. Clear hearts, <laughs> bald heads, can't lose. <laughs> But yeah, Clark's not falling for it. Uh, yeah, everybody's letting down Chloe. Lois is trying to get out of this high school hell, and Clark <laughs> is busy with football. Nobody wants to work at the torch. Um, what happened? Oh, oh, the uh, the the quarter uh, not the quarterback, but one of the football players thinks that Jason was checking out his girlfriend, so he attacks him in the shower. Yeah. Or in the locker room, and he goes to shoot him. And then when Clark heats up the gun, he snaps out of it. Yep. But they don't put that together until later on. Right. And nobody questions how the hell that shotgun heated up either. <laughs> no. And then, then uh, after Jason drinks the 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 crypto Gatorade, <laughs> he sneaks into the barn and attacks Clark and tells him, you know, uh, leave my girlfriend alone or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then later on, Clark's like, what What did you mean, my girl? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I have anything about that. Uh, and then when, when Jason was attacked, Lana was like, I had to, I couldn't get excited. I could, I had to pretend not to be worried about you because I couldn't, you know, let everybody know that I was worried about the new assistant coach. Yep. So they're trying to hide their relationship. My note is, hmm, Lana seems to be really struggling keeping a secret. Huh. <laughs> How about that? How about that? Kettle, kettle and pot. Uh, kettle and pot. Uh, nice Clark line to Lois. In the future, let's restrict our conversations to hello and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> And oh, what's why did I write this down? Is this a quote? Are we in a freakish feminist feminist parallel parallel universe? Yeah, Chloe. I think Chloe or Lois says that because all the guys are just uh, do do oh, whatever yeah, the girl right. the cheerleaders want them to do. And oh, Clark gets his Letterman's jacket, and everybody keeps saying those are not your the, the the humor, the jokes in this episode just land like thuds. Uh. And Lois does her best. Erica Durant does her best, but there's some yeah. that are just like, there's this, that's not even a joke. Those aren't the right that's colors. Even- yeah. Uh, and yeah, Chloe ends up drinking the Gatorade. And I wrote, does Chloe know, know any better to not drink anything green? And then, of course, <laughs> later Clark drinks something green. Like, come on, Clark's got to at least know not to drink anything green. 
Mm-hmm. You would think Clark would avoid everything green. Yeah. No matter what. But Chloe, uh, Chloe being a cheerleader is hilarious. That is something <laughs> that does work in this episode. Yeah. She's uh, adorable. I have something, I'm sure. 38 here. And Clark, because of football, has to dial back his hours at the torch. And Chloe is obviously hurt. Yeah. We've been there so many times. <clears throat> Um, Chloe, Chloe trying to interview Clark while he's practiced. <laughs> in the scene where I dress up in the cheerleading outfit, the director just had me go for it, Allison recalled. He put the camera on me and had me do whatever I wanted for 10 minutes. It was so much fun. I love broad comedy, and it's such a rare occasion that I actually get to do that on this show. So I really, really enjoyed my time. Yeah. it was. She was like, I realized why it didn't work with me and Clark, because I just was not devoted enough. <laughs> and she starts taking down the wall of weird. Yeah. She, was, she quit the torch. Then she showed up at his at the uh, at the barn that night, just wearing his uh, oh. jersey. Yeah, I wrote, oh my. <laughs> yeah. That, that kind of worked on me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I wrote, how far did they go? Like, because the kind of scene cuts away and Clark gets up. The next morning, and it's just like, yes, Chloe, you know, oh, I gotta get her away from me. I don't understand. She's so persistent. Yeah, and another thing that didn't work, the there was nothing for Clark to. T- Clark was trying to talk to Martha about Chloe uh-huh. wearing his, and that didn't work. Hmm. You know, that was not a good Martha Clark scene. Yeah, where we usually get the. Mom, I've got a problem. Chloe this, Lana that, you know, and Martha tries to explain and tries to help him. And we didn't get that here. I missed that. I did like that, uh, you know, we find out Lois actually knows about Chloe's crush on Clark. Yes. How many anvils are you going to let this guy drop on you? Yeah. Yeah. So she's kind of, I think she's kind of respectful in that. Um, oh, uh, one of the cheerleaders is played by Annette O'Toole's daughter, uh, Anna. Anna O'Toole, I guess. Um, but I don't know which one. She just kind of mentioned it. I wonder if she's the one that was in L.A. Complex. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so, Lex says, there's a darkness in me I can't always control. Um, his friendship reminds me there's good people in the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, to Clark. Clark and Lex make up. <laughs> Hashtag Clex. Even though Clark is a little skeptical about it. Um, so yeah, they, so we get this fun, uh, scene where Lois and Clark have to go undercover at this hula party. <laughs> and. Okay, the football players doing the hula was ridiculous. <laughs> And Clark has to act like he's devoted to uh, what was the cheerleader Mandy or something, mm-hmm. and he goes he he goes and kisses her I think, and then she like lifts his shirt up and looks at his six pack. She's like, "Yeah, I can work with that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Clark, I mean, it's just so weird that you have Clark Kent in this high school looking like Tom Welling, yeah, and nobody really notices. <laughs> It's, so, it's really funny. I don't know. The, they're making out and Lois is trying to get to the bag and uh, and she's like, uh, you're so strong. And Clark says, you're so beautiful. And you hear Lois murmur, I'm so grossed out. <laughs> and then just like 
Clark trying to like kiss Mandy and is gesturing wildly at Lois to get the bag and just yeah. how awkward Clark it is was, in this. I, I, Erica Durant's was did well with that. Yeah, she was funny. Uh huh. Yeah, and we actually, and uh, oh good, and, and she was and uh, Mandy was like, "What's wrong with you?" And he was, "I'm just nervous because <laughs> I've never done the thing that I think we're about to do." <laughs> Uh, and uh, Lo- uh, Chloe and Lois have a fight And Lois roundhouses her Which I'm sure you're like, alright <laughs> Yeah But that's what lets uh, Chloe ends up burning her hands And wakes up Yeah, that's when they did they did the uh, the science when They did the experiment That's how they figured out that the heat Is what counteracted the, the potion mm-hmm. But oh, going back to When they were in the loft when Chloe was wearing uh, Clark's jersey, yeah. and they, we get the kiss, the kiss of season four. Oh yes, we have to get one one a season. Yep, that was it. And uh, and uh, Chloe says, "Oh Clark, I'll do the things that Lana would never do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the things that relieve stress." <laughs> right. Uh. Jason apologizes for the attack. Clark says no hard feelings since Jason wasn't himself. He asks Jason who his girl is, but Jason says he doesn't know. He do- says he doesn't know. What girl were you talking about? And I wrote, honestly. I mean, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was also a great deleted scene here as well. Jason sets up this amazing Parisian dinner and candles and the French flag. Like, her, the Talon apartment is completely decked out in all sorts of French stuff, right? And, like, I remember when in iZombie, when Raul came home to, uh, yeah, <laughs> to Steph's saying, yeah, pretty much that. And Lana is very surprised. And, it, and this scene is supposed to end at the end of the episode. And Jason admits that he had it all specially flown in while he was under the influence. And he's going to be in a lot of debt now. <laughs> uh, so he's kind of like, yeah, I did this when I was. You know, devoted to you, but uh, might as well enjoy it. <laughs> that would have been cute, but there was no time for it. Yeah, cut for time. I guess so. I don't know. Uh, okay, did Clark have Lex get Lois into Met You because he just wanted to make her happy and give her what she wanted, <laughs> or to get her out of his hair? <laughs> A mix of both, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like, uh, was it Lois's line? She says, they did the white man power dance and Shazam, I'm a freshman. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Clark and Chloe have an awkward conversation about uh, the whole thing. and While well, she's wearing a skin tight uh, tank top. <laughs> uh, and then she's going to, he's going to still work for the torch and try to balance that better. And uh, like, of course, Clark like lays on the sting by giving her a, ki- a kiss on the cheek, you know. Um, but I'm, I wrote, "Does Chloe finally accept that Clark doesn't have feelings for her? Like, does it finally happen?" Uh, even though you know, any any sane guy watching this show is like, "Why wouldn't you fall for Chloe?" Because Chloe is awesome on this show. But. Well, if if she's his type, yeah, I guess so. Obviously, he doesn't like cute blonde. He likes dark brown, brown hair, 
brunette. That's the word, isn't it? Brunette. Yeah. Or. <clears throat> uh, okay, here's. I, I have some. Also, there are, there are the people who always want what they can't have. <laughs> yeah. I have something longish to read to you here. At episode's end, it appeared that with the help of Lex, Clark, and the show would not be seeing Lois Lane again for a little while. And devoted, when you see her leaving, that's because we all thought. That's all we thought we had her for, uh, says Miles Millar, as only four Lois Lane episodes were originally cleared by the Warner Brothers feature division. Uh, Alan Miles, working with Peter Roth at Warner Brothers Television, explained their intentions to the movie people as to how the Lois Lane character on Smallville would work and assured them that she and Clark would not have a romance and would be more like sparring partners. Ultimately, the movie division allowed them to use Lois for more episodes in season four. It was a really gradual process, Erica Durant said about the rumors of her character's return. Around episode three, I was hearing little buzzings of maybe being in a couple more. Maybe I was going to be written into six or seven. It's kind of funny because I look back on it now and I go, that just seemed to have turned into quite the wild ride. And I really didn't expect it. It really was gradual. And then it's holed to 13 episodes. I never count my chickens before they hatch, as it were. I was just really interested in each little bit that I was getting to do because before this point, I didn't have the experience of having a study job. It was just great to work. So, yeah. They were planning on Lois only being in these first four episodes and then maybe guesting in the future. But, that would have been great. But <laughs> Erica Durant is phenomenal on this show. And <laughs> I'm so glad that uh, she eventually comes back. So, uh, But, you know, you're still... Not not a fan. Would you would you have rather next year at least, like at the at the earliest, like after graduation? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe high school just seems too soon. Yeah, you're not alone. A lot of people thought that too. I mean, I even thought it when I first started watching. I was like, really? But just I don't know. She's so funny. Uh, this episode is dire- uh, dedicated to Christopher Reeve, who died around uh, three days before the episode aired. And it said, mm-hmm. he made us believe a man could fly. So, R.I.P. Uh, Best Needle Drops, Authority Zero Revolution is uh, the song that plays when Danny's trying to shoot Jason. And that, that song gets me pumped up. So, that's on the <laughs> <laughs> playlist as well. So, did you want to mention anything else about this episode before we... Nope, two bitches. I don't like it. <laughs> two bitches. Uh, it's fun hearing you say bitch. So <laughs> we'll count the swear words from now on episode of the week. Crusade gone <sighs> facade devoted. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, there's bits and pieces of all of it in each episode that I like. Yeah. But overall, I'm just, very disappointed in season four. It just—it's oh. not. The, it's so different. Uh huh. It's just. Boy, I thought I mean, you'd like it because it's more no. back into the high school. I mean, you would think. Yeah. But no, but you know, like I, you know, the times we see Jonathan, he's mad at Clark ninety percent of the time. <laughs> There's no good Martha and Clark scenes where she's giving him good advice. Uh, There's some good Martha stuff in here, though. I yeah. I, uh, I mean the 
you know, the Lois meeting Lana and Clark being so uncomfortable. Lois making Clark so uncomfortable is great. Yeah. Um, but all these investigative trips Lana and Lois go on, it's just like it's too sad. <laughs> I think it's supposed to like uh, like remind you like or make you think of like oh these guys are going to work so great together in the future you know yeah I can see that uh, to me I think my only flaw with these episodes is uh, there's a lot less Lex we need Lex is not getting a lot to do yeah he so, doesn't have a good storyline unfortunately you know he's not in high school so mm. He should do more Buddy Garrity stuff so we can be involved. <laughs> He'd stand on the sidelines with a whistle. Come on, like pretend he's part of the part of the whole game, and they constantly have to tell him to get off the field. <laughs> Come on, Clark. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I don't. I hate to to be so down on season four because you know I saw some more episodes from this season, and there's some good stuff coming. Like probably <laughs> the best episode of the season. I mean, the best episode of the series is coming up. Wow. Ever seen. <laughs> yes. Wow. There's a few great ones coming up. And, and next week we're going to be – well, hold on a second. Before we get to that, I'm going to say Crusade was my favorite episode of the week just because Clark flies. It's, yeah. A lot of epic stuff happens. Great I mean, Lois I introduction. Guess Crusade, yeah. I guess Crusade is the best compared to the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, next week – it, we're we're now caught up to the episodes that you've watched before, right? Because I think so. Next week's episodes are Run, Transference, Jinx, and Spell. And I believe you talked to me about Spell being the last one you saw. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, those are some those are some good episodes. Oh, so great. Okay, so here mm-hmm. are the teases. Two Stephen Estenite episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. The very first DC superhero guest appearance. Yes. Finally, a body swap episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a classic Superman villain guest stars. Another. Wait a minute. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. A classic Superman villain. Yep. I can't. Re- I can't remember. Huh. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I can't remember. Go ahead. Another secret lab. <laughs> Uh, A very quote-unquote charmed episode (laughs) Yeah, if what I keep thinking is If if Lois wasn't supposed to be in these episodes Who would have been the third? I don't know Or would there only have been two? I don't know But do you know which When I say the best episode of the series coming up. Do you know what I'm talking about? I, you know, I, 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 I think you're talking about Run, um, but uh, I'm not sure. So uh, that's my guess. No, I remember Transference being amazing. Um, <laughs> so maybe that's one. Maybe that's the one. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine it being Spell because it's like so. Spell is so crazy, but maybe it is. That's uh, fun. But no, it's not that great. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that's it for our coverage of those episodes and look forward to talking about those other episodes with you uh, next week. And uh, till then, uh, see ya. Oh, it's the guy who needs uh, to buy a vowel. (laughs) Yeah. 
forgot about that. Say goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Okay. <laughs>